Good morning, everybody. So glad that you are with us for the uh, final service of 2019. These kids can come on in if you want. Bring them on in. I sound really loud up here. Does that sound loud to anybody else? No? Okay. Feel the power. Okay. These guys can just grab a seat. Um, so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. One of the ways uh, that we like to end one year and uh, begin the next is by doing baptisms. And so baptisms are all about new life in Christ. It's about fresh starts. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I have lost everyone. <laughs> so just, no, it's okay. Come on in. Come on in. I'll just wait a second. Bring them all in. Anyway, baptism uh, is all about uh, new starts and new beginnings that we that are available to us in Christ. And so uh, what a great way to kind of end one year and start anew is by we've got four different people today that have uh, put their faith and trust in Christ and want to go public with their faith uh, by getting baptized. I, every time we do baptism, I always kind of remind us because we are a, a group of people that come from all different kinds of backgrounds and everything else. So I always like to remind us what baptism is and what it isn't because sometimes we people think, oh, there's something magical and special about the waters of baptism. You know, I mean, the, they, they literally wash away your sins. No, it's pretty much out of the tap, right? I mean, that's, there's nothing, it's, not that, it's not that baptism itself is so magical or so whatever, but it really, we always say it's, it's kind of two picks and a proclamation is kind of what baptism is. It's two pictures. It's, it's, it's an outward expression of what happens inside when we put our faith and trust in Christ. And, and so I'll just kind of remind us, kind of walk through it. The first picture is one of literally just washing away of our sins. When we, when we open up our lives to Christ, we cry out, Jesus, I need you to come and forgive me to come and save me. When we do that, the Bible says, we wash away. Can you bring up those next slides? That'd be great. Um, anyway, uh, but that's one of the ways that we, uh, when we celebrate baptism, it's literally a picture of being washed. That's literally what it means is to be washed. And so when we do baptism, it, we put people down under the water, and they come out. It's like taking a bath in some ways. It's a reminder that in Christ we are washed clean. The second picture picture is that it's one of new life. And, uh, and uh, I always joke with people and say, uh, literally in the early church, they would take people and hold them underwater for a little while when they were getting baptized until they were just about out of breath, and they would pull them out. And, and, and people would be like, oh! Like, yeah, they, you were dead. You were buried. You were gone because of your sin. But Christ reached in. He saved you, and he pulled you out and has given you new life. Now go and live in that new life. <laughs> Two pictures of what happens when we put our faith and trust in Christ. It's a proclamation. It's always, baptism has always been a going public with your faith. Right? It's, it's always been, uh, in, in fact, in the early church, uh, baptism and membership sort of went hand in hand, right? When, when people would go on record and say, no, I belong to Jesus. I'm following him from this point forward uh, with his help all the days of my life. It was uh, kind of what church membership was based on and was all about. And I say baptism is such a cool, it's a cool thing for those that are getting baptized, but really it's a reminder for all of us of what the gospel is all about, of what we are all about, all of us. We're dead in our sin, right? We are without hope when we are without Christ. And it is only because of Jesus. It's not because of what, just like we just say, it's not that we deserve it or earn it. No, Christ has come and has rescued us. And for anybody that has opened up their, their heart and their life to Jesus and they're clinging to him as their Savior, the Bible says, you know what? 
there's a fresh start for you this morning as well. Right? There's new life that has been given to us because of Jesus, and we are free to, to walk in freedom and walk in new life as we step into uh, 2020 and move forward. So with that, we are going to um, have a minute. We're going to have some time to celebrate. We always think it's just a great opportunity to talk about it, to let people share their stories of how God saved them, of how he has rescued them and busted in and, and changed their lives. And so we've done some video work and some editing. We've got four different people. We'll have their videos play in a second. I'll bring them up one at a time. Uh, then after their baptism, video plays. And I'll ask him two questions. The first one is just uh, basically, do you admit that you're a sinner? And if you ask have you asked and are you clinging to Christ to come and save you? And the second question is, is it your intention to, to proclaim here today, go public with your faith and say, I, I belong to Jesus and I'm following him from this point forward. And, uh, and we'll baptize them. We'll go on to the next one. At the end, we'll have a time where the church can kind of come around them and pray for them as well. So, all right. So that's kind of where we're going. At this time, I'm going to ask uh, Kevin and Abby and Travis and Jody uh, to kind of come on up. You guys can line up over here. And... Um, Turn the baptism light on if we can, and we'll kind of start running through the videos and, and do these one at a time, starting with Kevin. Well, I was never one to go to church. I, I really wasn't. I never, even as a kid, my grandma went. She would drag me, but I'd fall asleep in the first few. Until I turned 18, and then I went to the Marine Corps, and Church services were offered, so I went to get away from all the screaming for an hour or two. I always believed that there was something up there, but I never tried to follow it. Stuff started going bad after my uh, divorce, and then uh, I had a job, and the jobs didn't pay well in North Carolina, so I got evicted. I uh, moved back to Indiana, I lived with my dad, and uh, that was, things were starting to look up, I got a better job, and uh, I got in with the VA, and they started helping me with disability and stuff like that. And, uh, then my daughter passed away in July. She uh, she drowned, and it was a horrible accident that could have been prevented. And uh, I was shattered. I didn't think that there was any way. To recover. I came to Peoria for like 30 days because after my daughter's accident, uh, me and Carolina came here to get away because I couldn't stay in the house where the accident happened. But it was like an online class for her college and uh, they told her that she needed to find a church that she's never been to and write a paper. I was still in like a million pieces and uh, but I was like hey I'll go with you I was like I have a lot of questions about like what's going on right now in my life so our first trip to uh, a 
night was a day of baptism. Russ was talking about reaching in to the water. God was reaching in, and he's pulling you out, and he's saving you. And I was so destroyed. And I'm like, my first question was like, why didn't you save my daughter? And I was like, that, I'm like, I, like she needed you. She was just a little, I'm like, why didn't you do that? And then a couple of days went on, and I was like, I was like, what if he's saving? What if he's trying to save everyone else? save me so that I can like I was leading on a different path I was not leading on that way and he was saving me and that was really my question the leading and then when I came back it was talking about forgiveness and I had to forgive my mom for what she did
fully relinquishing my life to God that I get to see her again. And I get to hold her hand. question is do you freely admit that on your own you're a sinner, that you're a wreck and have you asked Christ to come in and rescue you and save you is it your intention to proclaim here today in front of everybody that you belong to Jesus and with his help you want to follow him all the days of your life then I baptize you in the name of the Father Thank you, 
feel like this is family. Day-to-day -day life, when things get overwhelming, or when the kids aren't listening, when, when I feel like my marriage is struggling, when I feel like I can't go on at work, I just have to sit there and take deep breaths and be like, all right, God, I need you. I need you to save me. I need you to hold me up from drowning. Be my life raft. My mom took my sisters and I on vacation this past January. Um, she took us to Punta Cana in the Dominican. And it was just a beautifully clear night and I walked to the beach by myself. And I just sat on one of the chairs and looked out into the ocean. And the only thing that was going through my mind was the song, Oceans. And it just felt like, with the waves crashing, but there being no breeze, it felt like God was taking everything from me at that moment, or letting me know that he was taking everything. And then that was my sign that he's got me in every aspect, and that it's okay to let go of everything, every worry, every doubt,
seemed like dad was doing what he needed to do. He was working to provide for us. I knew something was missing, and my dad was having all these problems. I mean, there were some marriage problems, there was financial problems, there was all kinds of stuff going on. My sister was heading in the wrong direction. His dad came home on the weekend and, and said, hey, you know, let's go to church. And he picked this Lutheran church. And my sister and I went through confirmation classes together with the pastor. It was a was an older church, older congregation, young pastor, really liked him, got to know him pretty well, and thought things were going well. I mean, there were plenty of times where it was just me in church, usually. I was the one that was going every Sunday. I would come to church in my uniform, and then it's just like I started noticing things, like I come to work, or I come to church in my work uniform, he said, I don't want you coming to church in your work uniform. So, that was about the only thing I think he ever told me. And then you know, I guess he had a couple conversations with my dad. And because we weren't, one, my parents weren't coming to church regularly. Two, they were always out of out of the state, you know, somewhere doing an open house, something. And three, my sister had stopped coming. You know, we were we were absolutely the church, but the pastor never never talked to me directly about that. So that really defined having not been in church for quite a while, moved around a lot, not having any roots anywhere, finally feeling like we were going to be in, you know, Florida long enough that I can maybe establish some roots and get involved with a church that, that had a congregation that was dying because it was older to, to be asked to leave by the pastor, but not directly, really didn't sit well with me. And, uh, and I think it just pushed me farther, farther away from God for quite a while had this had this hole, this growing hole that had been there forever. Um, moved back here to here to Peoria in 2007, was diagnosed with cancer in 2015. That happened in the span of like three days. You know, I was gonna have a minor surgery, thought I had a, a brown recluse bite, lab work, my doctor says you're going out to the cancer center. He does a bone marrow biopsy. I'm diagnosed with cancer that Sunday. So I am scared out of my mind. I was just like, okay, God, I'm scared. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's just peace and patience. That's all I could think to ask for. You know, me and my girlfriend at the time, Elena, would soon become my wife. You know, we met. She already loved and lived for God in a way that I hadn't before. She found a night on Facebook, and we came to a service, and it was just, it instantly felt different and open and just more diverse. In, in a very short time, I mean, within a couple months, you know, I'm in two Bible study groups and we're getting to know people and volunteering at the church and just, you know, God was pulling my heart in a different direction than he, than he had pulled it before. And I was way out of my comfort zone, but it felt good. And now, now it's like, okay, I'm here, God, and what can I do for you? I mean, it, the, it's flipped. It's different, and it and it feels it feels so much better. It just feels better. I don't I don't feel so heavy. It's just that that hole is that hole is no longer there. I feel very comfortable here. I feel like I'm growing growing in my relationship with God and, and learning to you know um, just kind of embrace what direction God has for me. Got me this far, you know. I'm still here, you know. So just really giving it up to God. It's like, what do you want me to do? That's really what it, what it breaks down to is I'm all in. I hadn't been there before, but I'm there now. And it's it's 
different. I mean, it's you know, I don't I don't walk into church here or or like I did at the other church. It's just kind of like, okay, I'm here, I'm serving, but that, that's it. You know, it's it's here. It's being part of something. It's you know, it's it was serving with the Christmas event. It's you know, it's it's speaking with people at Bible study. It's really feeling the music in the time of worship. It it hits me different now than it did, and it's it's all for it's all for God. And so I want him to know that. I'm all in, that I'm letting him know that I'm all in, even though he knows this is the direction I was heading in the first place, but it has to be me to say, God, I know you're listening, I'm all in. To me, Jesus is the answer of what he did for us. Oh, oh I did it again. <laughs> Not again. My bad. Is there more? The answer what he did for us. <laughs> the people he served people he surrounded himself with, the, the persecution he endured, all of those things, it's, it's all right now. I mean, Jesus to me is everything. All right, so two questions. Born in 1981, All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. You plan and you plan. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Anyway, two questions for you, Travis. First is, uh, do you just freely admit that on your own you're a sinner and, and without hope if you ask Christ to come in and rescue you and to save you? And the second one is that your intention to proclaim here today that you belong to Jesus and, uh, and with his help, you're going to follow him all the days of your life. Baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I was born and raised Catholic, therefore I've already been baptized as a baby. Um, however, I just the typical Catholic kid getting drugged to church on Sunday, not knowing what it was about, going through Sunday school. Um, then as a teen slash young adult, was a typical teenage kid out partying on Friday and Saturday and, and just showing up to church on Sunday no matter what, just because you had to be there. It was more of a religious type of thing rather than a relationship. You know, I knew that, that Jesus Christ died to save my sins, but I didn't appreciate that. I knew that... That God created the world. The Bible's there for me to, to, to live my life by, but I didn't appreciate that, nor did I practice that. Um, I think I just didn't, I didn't think that much of him. No, I can do it today. After several failed relationships and searching through different quote-unquote organized religions, um, I happened across a, a guy um, that I actually rode the bus with, who was a worship leader at a, a, a local non-denominational church, and he invited me to church with him. And after, I don't know, two or three times, I just, I just broke down and started bawling and realized, 
I need God. I need Christ in my life. I need to be. I need to be a follower. I. I need to develop into a better person. I've. I've failed in personal relationships. I've failed in somewhat as a father in places. I need somebody to give me guidance. I need somebody to know that that I'm loved by. I need. I need Christ in my life, and that was the point, my turning point, I think, that I realized what I had before was not what I wanted to live my life by. I wanted to live my life moving forward. There were several times at church where um, the leadership would offer prayer to come up forward to receive prayer, and, and between that and the music that was this person was a worship leader between his music and the fact that I knew I needed prayer. I, I just, I, I really cried out. I, I went up for prayer every time I could get it. I, you know, raised my hands to, to God during the worship to realize, yeah, I want to be closer to you. Um, and I, I just, that's just when I started crying out. I, God has made me more loving. He has. When I hear the, the song, He Loves Us, I mean, it just, it just brings me to my knees. Um, and that's one thing that I just can't fathom sometimes how much God loves all of us, not just me, but all of us, because He gives us so much and He forgives us and He gives us the grace and the mercy and all the gifts that, that we wake up with every day. He gives that to me along with everybody. and. So that has made me a little more empathetic toward others, a little more gracious, probably not as much as I should be, but a more gracious, um, more loving towards my wife, um, more uh, trying to be a better father, better grandfather. So he's just, his love on me has really just helped it flow out, out of me. It goes in through me, into me, and out of me, and onto those who I'm around, I guess. I was doing a small study in John, and in chapter 3, John uh, writes that Jesus says, um, nobody can come through the kingdom of God without the water and without the Spirit. And I've had the water before as a baby. Uh, didn't get an opportunity to say that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Didn't get a chance to tell anybody that. Didn't get a chance to give myself a chance to believe that. I guess not believe it, but practice it. And so now I have the water and um, I just feel the Spirit has been more in me now than it has been in years. in my life. I, I want others to know that he's in my life. Um, 
I'm not the least bit ashamed that I'm a follower of him. If somebody says something against that, I'll stand up for it. Um, I will always be a defender of, of Jesus Christ. to proclaim here today that you belong to Jesus and with his help you want to follow him all the days of your life. Thank you. 